0: No. right so episode six i think we want to talk about our ads and, yeah. and how how digital ads specifically play a big role in in what we were just talking about right how people yeah. buy what people consider or you're even exposed to in the first place but let's start off from the top what
1: are digital ads for those who don't <laughs> what digital ads? Uh, I hope everyone listening into this will already know that. Would have seen. I hope so. You would have seen our ad somewhere, <laughs> maybe. Uh, so digital ads, uh, basically any uh, anything that you see online is technically a digital ad. Mm. Right? Yeah. It can be a website. Yeah. It can be a banner. It
0: can be a video on YouTube. Or even a random social media post that wasn't yeah. in- wasn't paid for or are just trying to sell you something? Is an ad? Uh, it could be a text
1: message. Yeah, you know, uh, SMS coming in. Yeah, I mean, I mean this is pro like millennial stuff, like MMS, fact it. Sure. Things like that, like, uh, any, anything to do with online, I think. Yeah, anything that touches digital, I'll consider as an ad. Yeah, uh, and I mean, just, just to name the obvious, uh, for,
0: to scope it out, right? I think when you see a bunch of ads running on YouTube, right before you watch the video you want to watch, you see a quick yeah. pre-roll, yeah. or right in the middle of the YouTube video, you know, get a mid-roll of it. Yeah. You go to a website, you, you know, you're reading a blog, you're reading news, you're consuming content, and you see those little banners on the site telling you, you know, cut math, you know, cut math a thousand bucks a night, or you go on Facebook and you see that coming out, mm. or you're searching for flowers for Mother's Day, and, you know, it's, you see yeah. four different uh, paid pages before the ones that you're actually looking for. Correct. Correct. So, so, that, so that's sort of the majority of, of it, right? Yeah. The The next, I think maybe obvious one, do you like ads? I love ads. Do you like seeing ads and receiving ads? I love see seeing ads. So I've heard, I've heard both sides of the story. There are people who hate it and there are people who don't mind it. Yeah, before before we get into Is that, what's <laughs> your steps on that? I don't mind it when it's relevant. Okay. Okay. Right. Because for me, if it's done well, it's another form of discovery. Yes. That's why I'm on social media in the first place. Yeah. Right? So if you're if you're pushing out a new product yeah. and you have a very nice way of positioning your product, and it's meant as discovery because, you know, I've not been to your website, it's not a retargeting, you know, I'm not in market for it even. It's just like, hey, you know, we have a new product in the market, we are whatever, right? I, I, I don't mind it. Because some of it, it's done really well. I hate it when it's, when, when it's out of nowhere, just very poorly executed, yeah. there's nothing. To okay. So that's me as a consumer. Yeah. As a marketer, I, I don't mind seeing it just cause it's, you know, doing research
1: while I'm browsing. Okay. Right? I, I, maybe my like consumer marketer is maybe my consumer and my marketer is too intertwined. Okay, um, I I always think that when I see an ad, what what am I feeling at that point? Okay, okay, am I annoyed as a consumer? Right? Am I annoyed or am I excited to see this? And I try to analyze every single time. Like, what is it about this ad? That has triggered me to feel a certain way, right? And uh, that's that's why I love it only because as part of my job, like I look at these things and I go, "Yes, it's confusing. I don't really know what they're trying to sell here." Mm-hmm. But I want to click into it only because I want to see what they're trying to do, right?
0: As, as a, not necessarily as a consumer, yes, more as a marketeer. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. So um, as a consumer, I think it's too intertwined for me to tell the difference between like, what what is it exactly like, am I really annoyed by this? Um, mm-hmm. Or am I just annoyed by the fact that the, the ad was shit and didn't really tell me exactly what I need to know. Right, or like, it looks like, mm, it looks like they need a better agency, you know, let, let yeah. me find a way to get to them. <laughs> yes, yes. A lot, a lot of times, that that's exactly what's going through my head. Like, they can do better, and I think like we could have helped them but, but uh, In the spirit of dumb consumers, um, uh, just, just to find a,
0: just to find a, a, a villain in, in this, right, I've come to a point where every time I see a poorly executed ad, the first thought that came to mind isn't that they hired a bad agency. The first thought that came to mind is that it's a shitty client. They are the ones that force a creative person to come up with bad ads. Because at the end of the day, the client approves it, right, and the client forces things to happen, right? So when I see a poorly done billboard or poorly done ad, I'm just like, oh, that's a really bad client. Okay, I've never thought of it that way. Just a jaded marketeer, you know?
1: Yeah, okay, I've
0: never thought of it that way, but I, I see your point now,
1: like, okay, let's. Because
0: I don't think anyone set up, anyone who's bad at, at creative was set up to, to, to be in that space, right? So arguably the, the supply is pretty decent.
1: Yeah, yeah. So sometimes it could be a bit like sunk cost ish as well. Like, like your designer is that shit that by the time like that you've gone through like five different approvals, you're like. Still bad. It's still bad. You know what? Like, just, just go with it and say, it I need this to go live. Uh, I just live with it once. Yeah. Maybe.
0: May, maybe. Yeah. Um, well, are you on the stance of like things must look good? No, uh, not, not necessarily. Not, not necessarily. I think it really depends on what you're trying, what the ad is trying to, do. like, yeah. precisely like what you mentioned just now, right? Sometimes the ad just being a hook or really? it looking ugly or it looking confusing would be the bait. Yeah. To you wanting to find out more, yeah, right? So if, um, of course, you talk about big brands, and it's easy, right, to say, you know, um, Breitling is r- launching a new watch mm-hmm. for you. You know, then it's like, oh, what is it for me, right? But even if for an unknown brand to, to just create that curiosity, yeah. even if it's poorly done, right? It would have, it, there, there would be a purpose to it. And as long as it's intentional, not, 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 not when you set out to do a good ad, it ends up poor and it just doesn't deliver the impact. Then it, then it's bad, right? But I don't, I don't believe that all ads must be good. I think sometimes you intentionally want to make the ad impactful by making it bad,
1: yeah, oh, it's a strategy in itself, right? Absolutely, I think I agree with that one. Only because, like, even just recently, right, with some of our clients, <laughs> uh, we're seeing like a tenfold drop in terms of um, yeah CPLs just because we're using less appealing creative. Correct, less brandy, less appealing, more uh, uh, complex looking ads. Um, and it's probably a lot better. And I think just from the consumer's point of view, it's not always about like looking the best, but being able to tell the story enough that convinces the consumer that this might be the right solution. Uh, absolutely. I think, and, and that kind of conversation
0: differentiates or, or is the biggest difference between um, a performance marketeer and, and a brand marketeer. Right? Because yeah. the, the ad that you're referring to, no way a brand manager would approve that. But from a performance standpoint, it's 10x the results. So as a business, now it's a really tough call, right? Do you want to protect the brand or do you want to bring in the sales? And it's really up to the client to decide uh, at that point. So if the market is too arrogant to push out bad ads, it's like, no, I'll never do something like this. Then then they're just not the right performance person, right? Because at the end of the day, I think the purpose of having an agency is to be able to get range. Yeah. So that you, as a brand, you can decide, I, I want my agency to be on this end of the spectrum, extremely brandy award-winning execution, or extremely tacky. And there's a there's there's a, there's a a tool that you can reach out to, right? You may not use the hammer all the time, but when you need it, you have the hammer there. So then the point of having an agency is because I want that range, Correct.
1: right? Uh, so a little bit more data-driven over here a little bit more... Uh, brand image intuition and brand and perception yeah and yeah absolutely agree so what makes a good ad (coughs) what makes an impactful ad um the 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 most most basic way that i think that the teams are taught at the moment is uh, ada okay you know Uh, awareness desire interest uh action so every single ad the biggest, biggest, biggest thing is awareness. Yeah. If you can't create awareness for it or attention to it, uh, it's pointless. Right. Like, if it does a out problem, the platform that you have it on, mm-hmm. then it, it makes no sense. it's like having, you know, you, build, you look at billboards on, on the streets, right? Like most of it is just standard colors, even blue, sometimes, right? Yep. And it blends in with the sky. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Um, was I think one of there was one that I saw in terms of your that caught my attention. It was basically uh, all black. Okay. With just the one word of the website, I think it was uh, kingdom dot It was a church. Right. I, I didn't know it was a church, so basically uh, it was like okay, that's interesting. Let me type it in and check it out. See what's there. And it was it was a church, but it, but it got my attention, right? It got um mm-hmm. my desire. To actually go to the website to check it out or what it was, uh, it may not have been the best one, but at least it had that attention and wins, right? So, to me, like any ad online or offline, needs to have that element. that element, yeah. I, I think from 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 my
0: perspective, a good ad is an ad that uh, that delivers that impact, yeah. right? So like in your case. However, wake that, that sentence is, if the, if the intention is to create curiosity for a random person to just key in, then I think it is a job. Mm-hmm. right? Sometimes the ad's purpose is to drive sales. And if no matter how tacky it is, if it delivers sales, you know, then, then, then it does a job. If it's supposed to introduce a new product to the market, and you're trying to you know, show now, we have a four-ply toilet paper because apparently there's a demand for Applied toilet papers. Yeah. If it introduces the product well, it, or introduce that product segment into the new consumer, mm-hmm. and that's the objective, then I think that's an impactful ad or that's a good ad. So I think the ad does its job. It is a, it's a good ad, and I intentionally miss out what using words like creative or design only because those again right those are things that you can control. Deliver the impact. Yeah. At the end of the day, if it's not moving the needle, yeah. it doesn't matter. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So speaking yeah. of needles, then what are the metrics that that we normally do to, to look at
1: ads? What are the metrics? I think okay. the number one thing, if if you're working on any platform, any platform like doesn't matter Facebook, uh, Google, YouTube, whatever, uh, programmatic, right? I think the number one thing to justify whether or not it's good or not, it's gonna be your click-through rate. Yeah, I agree. And, um... and just for those that don't know, like how, how it works right back back in the olden days when you used to only sell space. So mm-hmm. I have a space on my website, it's going for 5,000 ringgit. And uh, I wanna buy it for a whole one, right? The typical way of doing that deal is you give me 5,000, like you, you need, need a space for like a whole lot or sooner or later like then a lot of people wanted that same space how do, so how do you share and then they have to do a, a bidding system to see yep. who was willing to bid the highest to yep. so the point like no one was going to pay that much money just to own that space right mm-hmm. so then they had to find ways to make more money out of that Yeah. that's where things like what are the performance matrix for, for ads to be like obviously clicks for it right mm-hmm. so if you have a very good clicker, right? People are clicking on the ads. It just means that you're going to get more attention to that ad, yep. right? People are more willing to engage with your ads. So, meaning that ad was more successful.
0: successful. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe just to take a step yeah. back and kind of give a bit more, more context to, to the beginners that, that's listening. The, the different ways of buying ad spaces, right? I think the one, the first method that you mentioned is pretty much outlet Buying that space, kind of like me. What I just want to be here. Yeah. I'll pay you rental for your space here for a month, yeah. right? The second one would be the uh, the the bidding ones where you are charged based on the impression that was we'll served, right? So I have three thousand people coming in. You know, if you want to serve to all three thousand of them, it's going to cost you this much. If you want to serve to half my traffic, it's going to cost you this much, mm-hmm. and and then it becomes a CPM buy, right? Or impression buy. Google that shit. Um, and sometimes it's on a on a click basis. It was a CPC, it was a cost per click on, on, on it. So I, I absolutely agree with you, right? I think click through it is the single most important metrics to track if you're running an ad yeah. because you don't know, you don't know, you don't know, right? So at the point of the ad being served, how do you know that the, the audience isn't a good quality audience or isn't, isn't your prospective buyer? You don't unless they click into it right I know that clicking to it doesn't mean that they will buy yeah. but it's the most important step yeah it could just be another bar, clicking on that so correct and I think that that's, that's a different topic. there's a whole <laughs> different topic <laughs> completely and, and, and yeah so I, I agree with you I think if I'm if I'm only able to select one, one metric it will be click, click through
1: it as well yeah because it's, it's really yeah. the only thing that you can look at right like you can look yeah. at impressions, mm-hmm. you can look at yeah, but other than that, like the actual ad itself, there's not a whole lot that you can go by. I mean, like other platforms will have their own things. Like, yeah, on, like let's just say Facebook has comment read and, uh, and get you and then that kind of stuff, right? Or like uh, or shares and stuff like that. But like, other than that, like on most platforms across the board, click rate is still the number one thing to justify whether or not there's an intent informed from, from uh, the viewers. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, Absolutely. and also to to caveat it because advertisers know this and because uh, marketers know this, right? You start to see more and more, I guess, clever execution that's actually detrimental, right? Where you're playing a game and then the pop is just smacks right. I'm there, and intuitively you just accidentally click into it, and then it creates a high click-through rate, but also like a high bounce because it's not the thing you want to click on. It is making it really hard for you to close the ad. So of course there are all those little little dirty tactics around, right? But yeah. I mean that aside, generally speaking, if you're buying a relatively clean inventory, clicks are the most important ones that you can you can uh, measure, True. right? And then once they come to your landing page, you know there's a whole whole other set of things you need to do to improve uh, quality when it comes to landing pages.
1: Correct. Well, I do I do you think like like you were, you were talking about like all these like dirty tricks right? like pop ups and stuff like that? Hmm. Um, only because my white background is in the black hat side. Mm-hmm. I do think there is a valid reason for using those things as well. Really? Uh, like how? So there'll be things that are low hanging fruit or, or, or even like low conversion, uh, switching rates right where, it doesn't take much for you to do something. Okay. okay so for example, it may not take much for you to see a gaming ad mm-hmm. and you think, oh, this is a pretty cool game. Yeah. I mean, download it. Right. Uh, it may not take you much effort to check out um, a shame mm-hmm. Just because it's right in front of your web, your your eyes now. Right. Why don't I just check it out right now? Right. Uh, and usually usually these, these are going to be coming from like we really need dodgy websites. So places yep. like streaming websites, pirate website and whatnot. So we do have a lot of time to spend on a computer. Right, so, so okay, that, that makes sense. Yeah, so then you're more likely to kind of browse around and just do nothing on, 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 on your computer. And uh, this is why I think like there, there are going to be times where I think it might make sense to try out these places. So the drop off rate is gonna be high because, because of the tricks
0: that you deploy, what you're saying is a numbers game, right? Correct. That from those who accidentally click on it, yep. there's going to be a portion that's like, eh, yep. you know, the, the blouse has loaded. I well check it out. Correct, right. And because it's such a low barrier action, yes. they may be true convergence at the end. So it becomes a valid tactic. At the end, really, when you measure the entire funnel, your cost per mm-hmm. purchase still justifies it. Yeah. Then even if it's like a 90% or 99%, Accidental clicks because it's so cheap to buy those clicks anyway.
1: Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I right. mean, in comparison to like your major platforms like Google or Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, your CPM, you're probably paying like a dollar for ICM. And this is like real in front of your face, CPM, like they're going to your website kind of thing, right? So yeah. although it's probably not the best ones, but if you do have a product or service that makes sense in that case, like. Let's just say you're selling a VPN, mm-hmm. right? And you want to go onto these torrent websites to sell all yeah. VPN to, you know, hide your privacy. Yeah, it's the best place you pop up something, say, you know, hey, you know, we can detect your IP right now. Yeah, and just to show you IP address, yeah. right? your base interests yeah. and all. yeah. And let me yeah. sell you this uh, VPN or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So there's a place and uh, time for it. Just need to know
0: yeah, I think it comes, comes back to the fundamentals of if you're running an ad, you measure performance. And as long as it's perform, performing, yep. maybe the black box in the middle can be questionable. But as long as it's driving you performance, then if, yeah. it's, it's not wrong as a method to achieve performance. Correct. Yeah, That's interesting. So we've gone through the, the metrics, I think CTR being the, the, the main one. If my click through is bad, what can I do? How do I improve my ad?
1: Uh, maybe look at what the ad itself is saying or doing. You... Mm-hmm. I think, in- to me, like I said, like Ada, uh, if you have attention to the ad, mm-hmm. is pro like your number one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one is going to be action. The desire interest build up. Yeah, um, it may make sense or it may not make sense, but like if you don't have the first one and the last one together, um, you're definitely not going to get anything. De- right. So you're, you're using uh, the ADA, ADA
0: framework in the context of having ADA in one ad, right? Yes. So the awareness uh, or the hook as well as the call to action. Correct. As the uh, action in, in the same, same ad. Correct. So if it's missing any, of what, any one of those components, yep.
1: then to improve it is literally putting those components in. Yeah. In this small space, right? Trying to figure out, like, because we're talking about, like, if you're, let's just say Facebook, right? You're scrolling through and your ad is just going to be one of the hundreds of ads on that page, yep. right? If you think about it, like, Facebook's blue and white and a bit of gray. If your ads is any of those colors, you're just going to blend in with the rest. Yeah. Right? So, how do you stand up any red, mm-hmm. maybe yellow? yellow you yeah. know, anything that kind of stands out from the rest. So then mm-hmm. you have your attention there. If you have something that is uh, slightly more appealing to the eye, that uh, captures the person's attention, even better, right? They right. may have attention. So once you have the eyeball on those ads, you can go through your desires, you can go through building up interest and whatnot, mm-hmm. but you still need to have a call to action. Because the end of the day, people would just dump, you know, yeah. and yeah. tell them what they need to do next they will just not do it, right? I won't do it.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, so yeah, I absolutely agree with you, right? So on a psychology point of view, if people are more likely to take an action because they're told to take an action, it'd be stupid for a marketer to not tell someone to take an action, right? It just doesn't benefit you in, in any way, right? right? For me, I think improving the ad, Uh, uh another way that I, I look at look at it is not necessarily just the creative of of that ad, it's also, things that are a little bit more external. So for example, how different am I from, from all the competitors? Right? Similar to, to the environment that you're talking about, right? If you're on the Facebook as a platform and everything is sort of looking like this, then being native or like blending into that ecosystem is just a bad idea, right? So then you want to stand out. Similarly, if you're on, let's say you're advertising on a, on a, on a car or secondary car review site and you're selling cars, right? everyone is going to have a picture of a car and the price and then the button there and everything is going to look the same right so then it's one way to, to, to test it out which is literally to be different right do not show at the, the car from that angle with the price I and mean, we show something else showing an emblem but showing some like anything else that would stand out back yep. to your your framework that it's it's all about attention look yep. in, in in a place where you can see a lot of cars having a nice shot of a car isn't really gonna stand out as much as that in a flower shop, right? So that's one thing that I'll look at, standing out. Second thing that I'll probably also look at is the the storytelling of it, right? Much like what you're saying also, I think sometimes you don't really need the entire ADA there. I think sometimes all you need is just the start of the story kind of like the teaser, right? And I think the, especially the attention grabbing part, the Thai ads does it really, really well. And some Japanese ads does it really, really well too. They mm-hmm. come out with like a hook yeah. where the storyline has absolutely nothing to do with the product. Yeah. And then suddenly ban, you know, selling you correct? You
1: know, a medicine. I, I, I do agree with that one. Like Thai ads are really, truly amazing to be able to capture your attention mm-hmm. in the most subtle way but then still be able to deliver the message that they're trying to deliver. Right. At the very, very end. And I think when we talk about like. Things to do with ads, um, be able to copyright, being able to tell that story is one of those skills that I think every marketer should have and time I could have seen to be able to get it right. Yeah. More, more often than not. Yeah. yeah, Because we're talking about like a very generic video that starts off with nonsense, but you're, you're hooked to it, right? And mm-hmm. then you're hooked to watching it. But then all of a sudden like it really builds in it really ties in. It brings in your product somehow. Yeah. And, and finally you have this product that when it comes up, it just makes sense. Yeah. The, the whole idea of like uh, someone getting injured or like uh, someone being sad. You don't want to go through this mystery. So you, you have to figure out something and you finally figure out the thing that you figured out is this product. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Oh, I love it. I think it, it really felt as if someone
0: or the, like the industry players just sat down and say, how do I sell the same thing? Like an insurance, yeah. but do it so differently than how anyone else would sell insurance, right? And suddenly when one or two of that hit it, everyone started copying. So now like out of the norm, it's the norm. Yeah. So I'm excited to see
1: what's the next boundary. Yeah, (laughs) I'm excited to see it done more around the world. Like, you know, like for me, I love the whole, um, what is that, what's that Dollar Shave Club? Yeah, Dollar Shave Club. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought it was brilliant. Like, and then when everyone started doing it, it it became like a style or a genre in new company. A style, right? Yeah. But then recently, there's another new company that came up uh, with a similar, because um, it's faded out, right? Faded mm-hmm. out. I can't add, and it came back in again with another company, and they're doing it really well as well, right? Yeah. So it's one of those, like, if you can stand out uh, amongst everyone, then you'll definitely do well. But don't follow that trend when it's already hot. Correct. So
0: I was going to say the same thing, right? I think once someone hit a success, when you find that successful metric, yeah, though the smart thing to do would be to ride on that success because yeah. people want to see more of that yeah. and then the moment it becomes saturated mm. it's, it's the worst thing to do right <laughs> being part of it at that point when it's saturated is just the last thing you want to do as a marketeer so then your goal is to you know so at the end then i think maybe not so much about digital ads maybe more so much more so from an agency point of view yeah. the goal is to be able to do one being able to jump on a trend really really fast Either you start the trend yourself, yeah. or you jump on the trend really, really fast. Or number two, to be able to start the trend. Yeah. So once everyone is doing it, to, nope, I'm not doing this anymore.
1: Let's do something else. Correct. Correct. Is this like that? I remember, i well, show sure if you remember a couple of years ago in Austria, we ran out yeah. LDP. Yeah. the Huawei was the first one that came out with it. The- and then, like, Beijing does it. Yeah. like like, Nando's does it. And I'm like, like, once the first two came out, the rest is just
0: irrelevant. Right. Correct, like speed matters, right? And no matter how clever the fifth or the sixth one is, yeah,
1: eh, you're still number five, right? Yeah. There's no one no voting in it. Yeah, because then it, like, the, the whole message is just drowned out, like right? It's not that special, it's just like another person. Came up with it. Right, absolutely. So, takeaway for
0: our, our audience today, top three. Top three things to so keep in mind, as I'm designing my ad, as I'm running
1: my ad, uh I think one thing we haven't mentioned is audience. Who's, who's your yes. audience? <laughs> yeah, so well, I will say this. You know, make sure you know your audience. I think the second thing for me will be use ADA. Uh it's a very, very simple thing to kinda of go through. And uh the last thing is always check your matrix and make sure that you're right. Oh. Or monitoring how your ads are doing. Right. No no matter where it is, find a way to try to track it. Even if it's a billboard, have a way to track how things are done. Right. I think it's just lazy if You don't track it properly. Yeah. I think it's just not doing do justice if, if if you're not right. And why is what's the point of
0: the client hiring a performance guy? Yeah. So for me, my top three would be um, experiment. I think we've been through this this uh, quite quite a bit, right? Like we're yeah. r- constantly running experiment Constantly challenging your belief, constantly testing and retesting yep. uh, and just to make sure that you, you, you are still relevant, right? I think a, a lot of times, and it's happened to us before also, where when we hand over to another agency, the, 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 the other agency want to see our ad set up. You know, I want to know your thing, I want to know how you do it. I'm like, it's not even a secret sauce, right? So we'll show it to them and then they'll replicate and then, you know, they'll get a similar result for a while and then the results will deteriorate and suddenly they're like, oh, what do I do then? Mm-hmm. So then our secret sauce really isn't isn't the setup, right? Mm-hmm. It's the process of improving it and the process of changing it. Correct. And that you can't you you, you can't copy. Yeah. Right. So I think yeah. experimenting is one big one. I think uh, number two would be it's very similar to what 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 you mentioned. uh to measure, making sure that you are measuring, measure, not just measuring right, but measuring against the right metrics right? Yes. If it's supposed to be a newsletter acquisition campaign, just because you accidentally got sales out of it. It's not a sales campaign. You know, you still want to measure against how many people actually sign up for the newsletter. Right. People accidentally buying and nobody signing up for your sales letter. Newsletter is still a fail. failed yes. solution, right? So I think like measure and measure against I think would be number two. Number three, I think it's just to take some learnings from the things that we've discussed. Uh, they had to be different. Like, stand out from the crowd because in, in the, in the space today, everyone is doing digital. It's getting so saturated that it's no longer the easiest or the cheapest thing to do. Yeah. it's actually really expensive to run digital now. Yeah, because of the cost to churn out good creative. Yeah, and not just any creative. It used to be that any creative come out will work, right?
1: Yeah, but it's no longer. This is a start for you. Uh, this just came out from Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook ads quarter by quarter especially this quarter is probably the cheapest ad unit on right now Oh really that's it, interesting and in, they've increased viewer in like daily daily user, uh, daily user daily active users uh, by two points so from 66 to sixty eight percent daily active users All right so it's the highest daily active users and it's the lowest which means this is the right time to go into ads. Yes, but also it means that our ads are saturated by a lot because it's so cheap and so many people will be on it, Right. So competition is going to get, the volume of competitors is going to be even higher yeah. than that ever. Yeah, because it's got to be a lot cheaper. So it's so definitely there to be, there to stand out. Otherwise, kind of there's some about you 100 ads are on there. Right. Yeah, so I think
0: that's, that's the three, top three takeaway to from us, audience, ADA and metrics, hmm. and experiment, measure, and, and, and stand up. Any last words? No. Yeah. Not, thanks so much for watching this quick episode. Oh. <laughs> Look out for the next one, uh, where, we, where we will be talking about, bleep,
1: <laughs> insert next topic. Make sure you share, like, comment, subscribe if you have it. Until then, I guess, see you in the next one.